We are here to guide you to true happiness, love, and joy, and that only happens by going within. Your creator is waiting for you to be in an intimate relationship. You are the only one who can open the door, and we are here to help you do it. Life is not the same when you don't know the love of your creator. Call in and share your miracle story of how you were healed by the divine, or call us for guidance, prayers, and blessings. You are divine, nothing else. Susan and I will bring a beautiful blend of higher consciousness learning along with biblical stories and terms from their unique spiritual experiences, our unique spiritual experiences. <laughs> the show is designed to help you gain clarity in your understanding of who your creator truly is and how to connect in order to communicate and hear its will for you as you discover the purpose for your life. Today, we will discuss the illusion and healing. This show will be a regular, bi-weekly, ongoing series of topics. And tonight, um, we are, I'm going to introduce Susan Frank Anderson, but hang on as we get started. Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I am your host, Deb Goldberg, and it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today. And it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by, <clears throat> by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved cherished and blessed. We have a great show for you tonight, but I want to take a moment to give you the call-in phone number. It is 347-202-0232. And what we're going to do is um, we're going to wait till the first 20 minutes to actually uh, start taking phone calls. Uh, so Susan and I can actually um, have some discussion time with you. And there's two other podcast hosts um, on Angel Heart Radio. And Anaya Joy Holili is the founder of Angel Heart Radio. And she is on every other Friday, USA time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and Saturday morning, 10 o'clock a.m. Queensland time. And you can reach Anaya at angellight777.com. And that McCoy show is aired on Tuesdays, 8 o'clock p.m. USA Eastern Time, and Wednesdays, 10 o'clock a.m. Wednesday, uh, sorry, Queensland Time. If you are interested in me or knowing more about my books, you can find me at debbieangoldberg.com, and you can find my books, Are You Ready to Listen and God's Covenant? on Amazon under A Divinely Ordered Life. So Susan is an awesome therapist, and she is an author of Mercher, which is an amazing book. And we have become great friends, and 
it is important uh, that both of us really got together and did this show. Um, we've been spiritually, divinely ordered to do this show for you. So welcome, Susan, to Angel Heart Radio. Hi, Debbie. And hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here with you again. It is, as Deb said, a joy to know her and to, well, I guess I could say work, but it's not really work because we always have so much fun together. And so I'm just um, I'm just really always heartened that we can bring whatever message is healing, hopeful, uplifting, edifying, all of the above about how good God is and that there are um, much higher and better ways to be living your life. So we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. I, I did want to mention, I like the disclaimer on the radio, but also on Facebook, you know, we're not here to replace religion. We're not here to replace your wise counsel or your coach or whoever, no medical, no psychotherapist. Because even though I am one myself and I'm licensed, it's not appropriate to say, well, you know, this is this is good enough. However, having said all that, forget what I just said and know that God is the healer. I mean, and if he works through us and you hear something, you know, do take it to whoever and, you know, ask. But, I mean, healing happens. It just does, and there's a lot of divine stories. So we're hoping that tonight we'll hear some of those as well. Um, from your own calls and your own, you know, witnesses of what you've experienced. Um, and we might even share a couple of our own if we have time. We'll be busy. Mm-hmm. And you know what I noticed is that we are actually upside down. We're sideways on Facebook. Um, so I tried to turn my, my <laughs> oh, phone you look around. Oh, you're sideways. There you go. And <laughs> And I didn't know if that makes a difference if you turn yours around so that we're not upside down. But it I'm doesn't... on the yeah, I'm on the horizontal. Shall I go on the vertical? Yeah. And see what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Watch this. Let's see what happens. Gosh, I have this little cord and then this little stand, and then I'll be gone, but I'll be back. Hmm, still doing the same thing, Deb. Well, I have to, um, I'm looking at actually the Facebook page, and now it's actually right. Oh, good. Well, that's all yeah. that matters, isn't it? That's Yes, it does. Yes, so, perfect. Yeah, so whoever's watching then um, can actually um, can see both Al of us said, the right way. <laughs> this guy named Al Anderson goes, if you turn the camera to landscape, then you'll be split screen okay yeah, we we both did that but for some reason that wasn't happening and because yeah. um, I had mine sideways and so did you right yep but Tim says it's all it's all good and you're seeing it all good on Facebook so that's all we need right yes that's all Excellent. we need and thanks okay. for thanks for helping us yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have we, what we thought we would do is um well we could talk a little bit about this show and what we're trying to do is help people understand higher consciousness learning through um what both of us have been experiencing spiritually both of us have written books about um our experiences and um Susan brings a biblical 
um, standpoint to all the universal higher consciousness learning of why we're here and um, what we're supposed to be doing and to understand life so that we can actually help stop suffering uh, so that people are actually feeling good about their life and understanding why things are the way that they are. You have anything to add to that, Susan? No, that really is great. I mean, to, I mean, I think that you will really kind of pare down some of the things as we our topic tonight is on illusion and you know what that means in the spiritual realm and how it's different, you know, from from what you might think in the natural realm. So maybe you want to go ahead and start right out on that, Deb, because. Yeah, and I think what we wanted to do, though, is last week was our first show. This is the second episode. And the first show, we we started to define terms because we're going to be doing a lot of that. Defining terms of who is our creator, what do we call our creator, um, uh, what what is the purpose of our creator, what's the purpose of our life, who... Uh, so maybe we could just real quickly go over some of the terms that we talked about last week of um, who is our creator. And um, we both call our creator, which is unconditional love, God. Um, both Susan and I use the term God to describe um, unconditional love. You know, I thought I saw just a quote from um, the Eat, Pray, Love, uh, Gilbert, and she said, let's define God. God's magnificent. That's all you need to say. <laughs> you just need to know that. So you really uh-huh. can't top that, right? Not at the all. The magnificence. You know, it is hard to find words, but I think everybody knows. And we can kind of stay into the idea that God is good all the time and focusing on his goodness versus, you know, Oh, of um, the things that people make up about God um, that probably aren't true because they're made up from human minds, and that's all part of an illusion as well. So, Okay. And um, so we also described God as consciousness, that unconditional love is consciousness, which is just pure energy. And... And from a biblical perspective, that would be, you know, where Jesus talks about the renewed mind, that you will get a renewed mind when you awaken into your spiritual, uh, you know, being, and you connect and, and, you know, with his consciousness, then you become uh, on that journey in the renewed mind. So same Mm -hmm. thing as what Deb is saying about the consciousness. So this is... um this is interesting because everybody brings a different perspective based on what you believe to what you would describe as your creator and what you think that is. And, you know, for a long time I thought it was a man up in the sky. And <laughs> and actually I still call um, God a he because I relate to that energy as masculine. So that would be something you would hear within the show, too, is that you would hear me uh, describe God as um, masculine energy, so I will call him he or him, um, just because that's the way I relate to him. And that there is no wrong or right, 
that what, however you connect to this unconditional love of your creator and whatever you call it does not matter. God does not care what you call it. This love does not care what you call it. And it's all an individual expression. There is absolutely no wrong or right. Yeah, this is really important to clarify those terms. I was talking with someone today, um, a scholarly person, about that. And the study to, like, you know, the stuff in um, the history of the scriptures and all of that a lot. And he was saying that, you know, there is no, I mean, a lot of stuff has been overlooked about the feminine part of God and not really mentioned. But you think about culture and society and history, and so some of that has either been left out or not paid as much attention to. But you do have to know that the nurture and love, and that's what I like to write about in my book and in my journals, is the nurture and love which is, you know, sort of when we think of feminine, but it's changing as well as people become more balanced. And that's the figure of Christ. Christ is very balanced in his love. I mean, he's got that soft, tender, comforting, but he can also be very, um, you know, authoritarian and very, um, you know, confident and bold in what he's teaching. So it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, image to look at. That is our creator right there very balanced mm-hmm. right and everybody calls that christ consciousness something different too so um we're trying to pull terms together to show everybody that they're um we're all talking about the same thing we're just calling it different things and um and so uh, whether it's a universal consciousness or christ consciousness it's it's all the same thing and because um, it's all about love and and that's what all that matters uh, is us actually bringing all of this information to you that is passed through us um, daily um, as to um, help everybody understand how much they are truly loved and that you are love itself because there is no separation from this uh, from your creator you are it you are part you you are part of that there is no separation at all no one there's no separation for anybody or anything in this world there is only one energy that exists and that's your creator's energy and in everything and in all i think that's the important thing is to keep really we want to keep driving home that point that you're not separate you know god is everywhere omnipresent omniscient omnipotent those things present powerful and everywhere all at the same time so it's very important to really digest that meditate on that whatever whatever you can do to um ask god to internalize that and so that's the awakening you know it's that awakening within us that is the god in us uh speaking to us being our uh you know speaker and being our consciousness and being that witness inside of us so it's all good. Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to know that uh, what this ministry is is about is helping you learn how to go inside yourself and actually connect to spirit, to the divine within yourself so that everybody knows that, that it lives within inside of them. It's 
always talking to us, and it is important to be nurtured from within, from spirit, to understand who you are, to, I call it spiritual reparenting, and Susan calls it nurture. It's both the same thing. Is It's God's loving, healing light to help you understand who you truly are and what you were meant to do on this earth. So that's very important. So we welcome phone calls for people who have experienced this uh, healing and for people that are looking for healing that we can help bring you at least try bring you to that place within yourself so that you can experience it as well. And that's a good point to just capitalize on as well, that it is a choice. I mean, you know, obviously if you're listening, you're seeking, you know, it's a choice. And so you're you're choosing to connect with that by going inside. We do have free will, you know, to not do that and to keep that disconnect or that sleep going. But eventually um, everyone, you know, will be choosing to wake up because it's just getting more and more obvious to many people that the light is there it is in everyone and when you speak truth like I do to people all day long I have such a variety of people that I connect with some you know some come in through this door that door whether it's a door of religion or a door of you know they never knew anything or like you know uh, you did Debbie just awaken suddenly all of those are ways God does connect with us. So we needn't think that he's not um, paying attention, and even if when we're not paying attention, because sometimes a lot of people will say, I can't believe it, I've lived all my life, and that was right there with me. I knew there was something going on, but I just wasn't connected to it. And so that love is there, um, and it is uh, it is available for those who are seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's our path to help lead you there and allow um, that divinity within you take over and do what it needs to do. Um, and uh, so this is a, it's very, uh, it's an honor to actually be here doing this show and be asked to do it um, divinely and um we will we will bring forth all of the love and knowledge that we have for you so tonight we wanted to talk about the illusion and the healing so susan do you want to start with the illusion uh let's take that first and, yeah, and I'm going to turn it over to you pretty quickly because you have gotten such a um, direct message about the illusion. But, I mean, for me, when when there's, um, like, I've always, you know, known God and always um, felt his presence. However, having said that, the process of the journey was not connected in the way that it is now. So many people know God or know about God or have knowledge about God, but they're still walking somewhat asleep. And so this awakening to have the awareness of the inheritance that we do have inside of us and, um, you know, how to surrender basically what the illusion is 
and then get into the transition. And we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight, about this gap that we have, the space between, I call it the space between Alpha and Omega. So in the beginning, you know, everything is good in the first story, and chapter one of Genesis, and then very suddenly it's not so good. So then after that, bunch of stories, story after story after story, biblical story after biblical story. So that's the old story. Then there, you know, enter Jesus into a new story. This is God incarnated come here to show us who God really is. So he operates as both, you know, our position as son of man, our position as son of God, just using that word son as, you know, a, a generalized term refers to daughters or whoever as well. So the bottom line is on that, it's it's that being that we are, and Jesus shows that gap of transitioning, you know, as he goes through to garner that kingdom living mind for us so that we can get in conscious contact with that in a more fulfilling way. So we're going to talk about living in the illusion, living in the story without that um, promise, without that constant ability to connect, which never really was. It wasn't. That was an illusion as well. But now that we have the presence of Jesus on you know, ability to contact all the time, then we can really see that we don't have to make up stories that aren't true um, from our human mind that's just cloudy and muddy, which is part of the illusion. We have a double mind, and that's what Jesus was talking about to the Pharisees, you know, you know, you, you look all good on the outside, you know, you, you do all these things, you're religious, you, you try to pretend, and then here inside your heart is like you walk right by someone who's hurting, someone who needs healing, then you have these rules and regs, you can't do it on this day or that day, you can't eat this. So he's come to dispense with all the illusion that really had been going on and still goes on. We get revival, we get these people all excited, and uh, whether it's a Jesus movement in recent times or the revivals of um, the 1800s or some of the other past, um, the Reformation, all those were wake-up calls, but they didn't last. They they just like people, it's so, it's so hard for people to get out of the illusion and realize God is good, and he's not withholding information from you unless you're not seeking it, and you might be dangerous if you know your true power. So there might be a bit of blindness going on there. But Debbie uh, has a really good um, uh, piece that she's written that was given to her directly from divine intervention. So, Debbie, do you are you ready to read that? Yeah, I didn't, yeah, know, I didn't though, know, though, if we if needed, we needed to, to start to give, to some, give more some more information, information before, I read, before it. I read it. Any way you want to do it, I'm fine with. I just think it's so powerful. But you can um, set it up because it is yours to tell and pieces of it or all of it, whatever. Oh, we're really getting people interested now with all this okay. mystery. Okay. Do you have, do you have your, volume your volume on, on your phone? Your phone? I do. Can you hear me? Yeah, well, I can't. Well, I didn't I know can't if you could turn, it turn it down. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean on my Facebook phone? No, I don't have that on. Because I'm hearing myself twice. Okay. Now I'm not. Now I'm okay. not. Okay. 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 Right. I moved back away. Maybe I was too close. Okay. 
Okay. So right. I thought maybe to start with um, one of the ways I described what the illusion is, is um, we are having sort of like a 3D virtual experience, if you want to call it that. And this is all from Jesus. This is all the teaching that I've been that he's given me is that if you can imagine that we are still home tucked in very nicely wherever we are with God, with God as consciousness and within the consciousness we are having this um dream or you want to call it an experience, a 3D virtual reality. And everything has been planned. So God has created this illusion for us, which is Earth and all the history, humans and all its history, your own personal story of who you are and your families. Uh, And we are having this experience as if we were born and into an incarnated, which is all part of the earth story. And this is all for um, experiential uh, pleasure of uh, looking at it as God's stage, that we are all here, been casted for a specific role to play on this earth, and Part of that is awakening and remembering who we are and returning to God to um, be taught all of the things that we forgot. So when we came into this existence, we forgot purposely that <laughs> excuse me that um, we are divine, where we are God consciousness, and. Um, so the awakening and that everybody awakens every lifetime and we have many of these lives that we do, but they're all linked together in trying to um, fulfill one purpose in their life. Like my purpose is um, like suffering was very important to me and through each life that I've incarnated, I've been wanting to help stop suffering. And so that continues through all lives that I live. And um, there is no past, present, and future because if you look at the fact that um, we all exist at one point in time, uh, and I'm going to read you something that um, Jesus gave to me recently to do a little better job in describing what the illusion is. And because we forgot um, that we came here, we we were sent with – an ego and a will and we have lots of wounded selves from growing up uh, and we and can have a, can have a shadow, shadow side, side. And, and I'm starting to I'm hear myself twice again. Okay. So, uh, so what has happened is we came here um, to figure all of this out. And most of us just think that we're crazy because, you have so many different things, parts to you, so diverse inside of you that you think that you're crazy or you're broken. And um, as I've been a therapist for 18 years, and Susan's a, a therapist. And what we don't realize is that we've been given all of these 
components um, for part of the experience so that there's absolutely nothing wrong with anybody. So with that illusion comes a trance state, and that is brought on by the ego, which creates all the drama in our life. And this trance state is what has kept us from remembering that we are divine and that we need to go back and remember and awaken. Um, it keeps us from awakening. The ego keeps us stuck in our head, filled with all kinds of thoughts or just floating around like a balloon in your head. And um, it just keeps you busy so you can't have time. It won't let you have the time to meditate, to go inside, to figure out who you are. Um, so um, most people, when they start meditating, they realize that they constantly have this chatter in their head, which is there all the time. It's the ego. And um, it's specifically put there to help you uh, not get back to awakening so easy. So this is not supposed to be easy. You have to want to have the desire to go back inside of yourself and figure things out. So I'm going to read you what Jesus dictated to me um, probably about a week and a half ago on, it's called about living in duality. So it appears that we live in duality, that we live, we're still living at home with God and we are living on earth. And um, what we need to do is understand this duality so that we can awaken and stop suffering. So this is what he said. And excuse me, I still have a cough. So my voice keeps cracking. Many people believe we are existing in a dimension of some sort, but there really are no different dimensions. That, too, is part of the Earth story. All of what we would call past, present, and future are happening simultaneously. Jesus is saying, I'm not even going to try to explain this to you because it would be too difficult to understand. But he does say, however, that there is only one existence. And due to there being no time or space, everything is happening in this one point of existence. That's all that exists. And it's so expansive that we can't even understand it. The past, present, and future of this current life and other incarnations are happening simultaneously. Seems like an awful lot, doesn't it? And he's talking to me um, while he's while he's dictating this as pure consciousness, which is of a higher intelligence than one could ever comprehend has no problem with simultaneous infinite ideas. Look at it as each life is linked together to keep unfolding into understanding the truth of who you are. Each life you have the opportunity to awaken, but you set the pace of whether it comes to fruition Whatever stage you are in, be it awakened or not, you are serving a purpose that you cannot always see. So there is no wrong or right. This is based on your choice and what you want. Once awoke, you also have the choice of how deep you want to go. And again, there is no wrong or right. It will take time to do self-discovery in whichever way that you choose. But this is what opens the door to more awareness. 
The awareness um, could you can look at it as a re the revealing of knowledge, of understanding who you are and what the universe is. And, and the awareness never stops because it is infinite. And this is why we incarnate often is because we're we can't get to all the awareness in one lifetime um, because you keep waking up every single day because the veil of unconsciousness, the trance keeps popping down over your face and all day long we awaken, we go back to sleep, we wake up, we go back to sleep. So this is, um, knowledge is infinite. I am using the term incarnate because that is a term that humans resonate with. People are used to using the term incarnate, so that is what we are using to describe this experience. However, there is no real body. The body is part of the illusion. We are not actually going through a real birthing process. What you call incarnation is just an experience or exploration process through consciousness. We are actually still home as God consciousness, having this experience through an energetic, illusionary life that one might call sort of like a hologram, or maybe some people look at it as a dream. It creates a world of duality because we appear to exist in two worlds at the same time. The illusion makes us feel that we are human and also dampens the ability of our spirit or consciousness to remember it is just God consciousness having an experiential event. Some might liken it to a dream. We are always existing at home, whether we can recall that or not. It never changes. The duality teaches contrast so that you can become clearer and clearer about your truth, who you are, what you like or don't like, what you believe. And when you awaken, you see the contrast in a much different way, and you will see it differently at different levels of awakening. Debbie, when you first started to awaken, you saw that at different stages you had different beliefs. At first, you looked upon the ego as darkness and bad. You wanted to cut it out of you, and you learned that you couldn't. At another stage, you decided it was time to accept this part of you, but still didn't care for it. Next, you went through a stage of believing you decided it was time to accept this part of you, but you still didn't care for it. Next, you went through a stage of believing you can, you, um, can quarrel with it and force it into spiritual shape. Next was a process of realizing that you need to accept and integrate it, that you need to allow this teacher of contrast, our ego, is a part of you and move towards loving your whole diverse self for this experience. Then you started to understand there is no separation of light and dark, that everything is God consciousness. There is no wrong or right or good or bad, that people just gave labels to these differences and they are not correct. You see that anything that exists in this world, home or illusionary, is one God consciousness and it is pure love. It is nothing else. Accepting oneness means for this experience, accepting the whole self as one with God, because there can never be any separation. Through the duality, you understand that the only thing that exists is love, and that that is the only truth. The energetic illusion is made from love to enhance your experience. 
What you realize, Debbie, is that the truth of who you are has nothing to do with the energetic illusion. The energetic illusion is just for clarification and awakening purposes for this experience. But it, too, was made from love, although it is easy to look at it as a problem. The trance created by the illusion helps build temporary forgetfulness, which makes us forget that we are loved and love. What we truly are never changes. We are love. We cannot be anything else no matter what we are doing or saying. There is no separation ever. You cannot separate energy. It is just vibrating differently, which makes you feel different. This, my love, is God's magic because in truth, there is no other vibration than love or joy. And I thought, wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, Jesus tells me so much stuff that it and a lot of it is over my head and I have to digest it. And so we're really talking about higher levels of consciousness. And as you go through the awakening process, as you see, he was saying you started here and now you believe this and now you believe that because I you can't chew. You can't. um, He describes it like a piece of pie. He says. Serve me a slice of pie, and that one little morsel in that slice, you you need to digest it before you can keep taking more uh, pieces of pie so that you understand um, that this just keeps growing. Awareness keeps growing of, of the knowledge of who you are um, within God's plan. Susan, do you want to add to that? There's probably stuff we need to unpack in there. Well, just there is. I mean, there's so much in the just even the word awareness, like because once you are aware that there's so much more going on and that how much you are making up from your ego or if you want to call that, you know, your survivor, um, sometimes we refer to it as that in therapy, um, God gave you that survivor as well just so that you, you know, that's part of the story so that you would survive here and through this whatever, uh, like Debbie describes it, the hologram I think is a great um, explanation is that when energy is, you know, it's we cannot see it, but when it's predisposed to be afraid and making up stories out of fear, you know, you are in separate, it feels like separation from love, but Jesus said this very well because I think his, he told so many stories, I'm thinking of the one story of the parable of the two, you know, sons, the prodigal and the elder brother, and a lot of people will say that that's like two different people, and then they'll make it a behavioral, moral construct, like one did this and one didn't do that. It's so much bigger. Like Debbie says, it's over our head. It's so much bigger. He tells it that way to show at some level of consciousness people will understand that story. Okay, so this young man takes his inheritance, and, you know, he has his experience here is you know he has his free will he's doing whatever he's exploring to you know do whatever but notice in his awakening in the pig pen part of the story he wants to get home because he's remembering how good his father is and how good things were at home so that's the metaphor and he returns home and the father's waiting well then there's this older brother there who 
he's having his own drama of illusion of, well, wait a second, now, I didn't do any of those things. So he's got uh, what we might call a spiritual ego going on, that he's all good and perfect in his he didn't. He's comparing himself to the other brother. Well, we all have even those two parts clearly alive and well in us. We're rebels and we're also smug better thans at whatever point in time we need it, and it works. But they're all manipulations of this, of this energy trying to really figure out. And what does God say to the older brother? You, you've been with me all the time. No worries. See, it was like he's saying to either one of them, welcome home, son. You're, you know, you're back with me in this part of your experience, whether it was your rebel part, now you're back with me in your uh, spiritual ego manipulation of God, trying to make him um, different, trying to make yourself different. It's all just a story albeit a very persistent, good, seemingly real one, it, it is a story. The truth of the story is you're made in God's image. That can't change. God doesn't change his mind and say, oops, you know, I made you and you're, you know, you're, you're like not so good now. You're, you're like, I made you, you know, I made you bad. No, God didn't make you bad. He made you very good. That's the first story. Mm-hmm. And in Revelation, it's the last story. So what's going on in between those two books are a bunch of more stories. We mm-hmm. have to have the stories so we can understand, really, of uh, and whatever other things God's doing for the purpose of this, which it seems to be a lot of enjoyment. He wants us to enjoy what's going on. The suffering, obviously there is a metaphor for that because like a pearl, he uses pearl, like we're a pearl of great price, and we know how pearls are made. They're made of irritation and conflict within that organism, you know, that the mollusk produces that beautiful pearl. And pearl is also a metaphor for the the gates of heaven. So when we get enlightened, <laughs> the, the gates open, door, more doors open in our mind. Mm-hmm. And that's where the kingdom is located, you know. So basically we enter into new understanding, more uh, understanding of love, like you see the divine father, mother figure, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, all the same parts of the being, that we're all part of that as well. We couldn't not be. And so when we move more from scarcity or scare city as i like to call it and some of those um you know gates do open we walk through and we feel the love we feel the presence but like debbie is saying jesus is telling her you know you forget we have to keep remembering it is the hardest thing some of my clients struggle with the most Uh, they'll say how do i stay i really get it i got a glimpse of it but then I went into work today, and there were like these crazy people, and they were distracting me. And so instead of mm-hmm. seeing them as mirrors and holes that were being held up to them to help them um, see some of themselves in that other person, they um, they got distracted and thought they were separate again. So then they went mm-hmm. back in the trance. So that's how the illusion goes, in and out, in and out, mm-hmm. um, until you're until more in <laughs> than out, yeah. right? Yeah. And that and that that's all part of the normal process is that you you know you think that oh I awaken then I um I should not 
be falling back into this trance of forgetfulness again or getting pulled away by the ego again, and there's no truth to that. Well, you All make of up this more stuff, stories, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it is normal to, you know, when I first awoke uh, three and a half years ago, you know, if I could get one minute of awakening <laughs> a day, or, you know, then it was like, oh, one minute of awakening an hour, you know. Um, so it, it is something that just keeps building on top of each other as you keep practicing staying present. And it, can we, it takes Can we time. stop that a second? Right there, Debbie, mm-hmm. just, just talk about that building on top of each other. See, just like you were building on the illusion or out of the illusion, now you're building on a foundation of love and truth. And mm-hmm. as those things get more stable, steady, and balanced, that's what bridges you over and over again into this, you know, more uh, longer time, amounts of, t- well, seeming time. It's all temporal. But into the, out of the trance and into your uh, your true power from love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, when I when I awoke it was during a meditation and very surprisingly Jesus is showed up in my meditation and um right away started with healing with me and um and so my connection with Jesus is uh he doesn't present himself as a Christ, he presents himself as a Jewish man, um that he was a prophet and um, that that has been my connection with him, and little by little, um, he started out, and and then I started talking to God and angels, and um, it was all very nurturing. It was all just about loving yourself, and we love you, and you know, it made me want to stay present and want to meditate more because I wanted to feel that, and. But it it was little increments. Like I just gave myself five minutes a day when this first started because I didn't, I couldn't get myself on a meditation schedule because my ego did not want me to do this. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't even know what I was getting into. And <laughs> so that five minutes started to build, um, and and the more it built, and um, I was telling somebody today that. You know, it started with a word. I would just hear a word first, each like little words like love and happiness and joy. And then it started over probably three months would start into, oh, now I'm actually hearing sentences and having conversations. And so but the trance of trying to stay present is it's all building blocks. Everything in the awakening process is building blocks. You never stop growing. You never get it all done. Um, it, it is every moment of the day you are actually learning something. And I thought it might be interesting, you know, to really understand the illusion some more of, you know, if you can imagine that Earth is a stage, it's God's stage. And you have a role to play. And when I first heard all of this, 
it was like so woo-woo to me. I was like, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. It's like, uh, stop, you know. And I've actually told Jesus, like, I got my, you know, fingers in my ears. I, I, I feel like you, this is like too much for me. I can't, I can't take all of this woo-woo stuff in, especially coming from mental health background and, <laughs> and being trained in the medical model. And I was always spiritual. I was knew there was a God, but I, I didn't have the um, intimate relationship that I do now. And so um, as I went along, you know, he would just keep giving me a little bit more and a little bit more. And, and so you learn in increments and as you keep staying awake and present, you get more knowledge, you get, you, you learn more. So everything that you see outside of you is a mirror of you. Everybody is divine consciousness just like you are and they are here having this everybody's having this experiential um exercise and Debbie, we also, that also has um has jesus said that that's how we're known is by this love in one another and when you can see that you are able to come from that love because um, that's really the whole message of the gospel is to talk about the spell now becomes love. Like you become under the spell of love. Uh-huh. And so yeah. you go and spell that out to others as you are and whatever, instead of spelling out judgment to them or spelling out, you know, based on whatever your idea of how they should be living their life is about, because um, that's mm-hmm. just your uh, drama, your illusion. And so mm-hmm. when you can go love to love, then there's this connection that happens, this spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, like, with Debbie and I. I mean, we're love yeah. to love because yes. immediately there is this bond, this connection. That's what Jesus is saying. You will be doing greater things than I ever was reported to do because you will have these new understandings because you have my spiritual uh, connection and you'll have it with others. Without mm-hmm. that, the, the illusion deludes us, and this is where we get delusional and ill. That's what causes a lot of illness is we're thinking we're separate, we're alone, we don't matter, we find out. you know. So then we go into the suffering story, and there are you know terrible things happening. We're not in denial that this is a part of the reality here, but when we see that all of it is being redeemed at the same time, and when we join in that redemption, we're part of the divine image that we're supposed to be, um, you know, all part of. And so we um, break out of the illusion and we get into this awareness. Once you do that, and maybe some of our callers can, uh, you know, call in and share how they were able um, to get a glimpse of their true self as they entered into meditation and connection, prayer, some guidance mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, whatever way, um, you know, God is speaking to you through you, um, that would be that would be great to hear too because it could mm-hmm. be an event, it could be uh, your quiet time, 
could be a miracle healing that you've witnessed or somebody else has, um, you know, shared, it's personal to you, whatever, anything that you would be willing to comment on and share, that that always helps understanding love to love as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I want to give you the phone number. It's 347-202-0232. 347-202-0232. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your stories. We yeah, or questions. Comments or yeah. questions because we're talking about some very um, higher level types of uh, consciousness thinking and trying to tie it in with what maybe people have learned through their religion, through the Bible. And so that, um, because this stuff is confusing. And like I said, it was so woo-woo to me. I was like, I I was even afraid to tell anybody that I talked to (laughs) Jesus um, and God or the angels. And um, so, so we know that it can be very um, disconcerting, All of, maybe even the stuff you're hearing from us, that it may sound so overwhelming or this can't be true, that life is an illusion, um, that, you know, and we want, we want to hear what you have to say. We, so, and and there's there's no wrong or right. It's everybody's at a different place in their awakening, and um, it's important for us to have be able to build a bridge so that we can talk to you about whatever your questions are, um, whether you believe what we're saying or not, um, because these are important things to know. And I could go back to my own self of all the things that I suffered through my childhood um, of abuse and my ego, which stepped in for protection. Um, I was like, okay, I'm taking over control here because I don't want to get hurt anymore. And so I just like closed up myself up, um, you know, that my heart was like behind a steel wall and my heart was steel and my ego just kept me in this place because it was trying to help me not get hurt anymore. And, um, but what the ego does is create drama and it keeps bringing all your trauma, all your worries, all your fears over and over and over again. And, and so um, the way that I just dealt with myself over the years is I self-rejected, I self-abandoned, I just completely detached from myself so that I could just make like those things didn't happen and I could just go forward. But, you know, they were all, all these wounded parts of me were crying for love inside. And uh, I was not being loving to myself and thinking I was happy. And I was because I was doing uh, a business that I loved. I loved working with people. And at the other part of me, this ego part, and this is the duality, um, is uh, living in motel hell, uh, in fear, in messiness. And um, what our job is, is to merge this gap um, that we take the duality of the divine and the humanity and 
you make this a whole person because that's the way we've been created for this experience. We are, um, Jesus told me we are particularly perfect. (laughs) I like that. Because we were made this way on purpose for this experience. There is absolutely nothing wrong with us, but we don't understand these things. So, um, so that's so what we, really causes the, the the behaviors that look so, you know, uh, horrible and, and stuff because it's our own mind working against us when it's like in this battle inside. So some people will refer to that as an inner enemy or ego or the enemy. But again, referring back to the words of Jesus, love your enemy. He's not just He's not talking about something outside of you mm-hmm. because the truth is what's outside of you has to be inside of you as well. That's mm-hmm. the mirror. That's the trick. That's the deception. Um, mm-hmm. I think someone today asked me about that. He goes, so what's the trick to getting out of that? I go, the trick is to know it's like it is a trick. It's like you went to a magic show and you saw the greatest Houdini thing and you couldn't figure it out. And You go, oh, it was an illusion. It didn't really happen. You know, he wasn't really doing that. He made me believe he was doing that. So this mm-hmm. all is all going on inside of us. And mm-hmm. if you can gain awareness that you're constantly being tricked to go against yourself, instead of love yourself, that you can see. And a lot of times we used to teach, or it was often the way of healing supposedly in, um, you know, uh, maybe the beginning of even psychology, but also a lot of religious teachings. You know, we have to kill the behavior. You know, that's just we got to focus on the behavior and that because that's not helping you. And who doesn't know that? But if you focus on the behavior, it's uh, interesting how more pop up. It's like you try to squash this like whack-a-mole. You just try to squash one down and another one pops up because it's all that anxiety and all that uh, depressed, uh, you know, spirits that are mm-hmm. wanting love. And they're not going to be quiet. They are not going to be quiet. They want that love and they crave that love. And that's where Jesus said, when you drink from my well, you're not going to be thirsty. When you eat from the story I have, the truth that I have, you're not going to be hungry. He's talking spiritually. You're just Mm going to know who you are, and you're not going to be pleasuring yourself on craziness. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a a great, uh, great way to look at that, and and it's an interpretation of what Jesus's work was, um, in a very different way than uh, somebody else somebody else reading the Bible might look at it um, is that is, is that I'm here to teach you that life is much more than what you think it is that what meets the eye and, um, and, and that, yeah, there is no need for anything else. Well, he's constantly talking about the oneness and that's mm-hmm. what the, all the scribes and Pharisees don't like. He's he's teaching that he's one with he's one with God. He's one mm-hmm. with the Creator, and he's divine because of that. And they don't like him saying that. Just like there will be people now who won't like you if you're saying 
you know, that God is in you or whatever else and you're hearing mm-hmm. these things, they're not going to like it. But they don't have to like it. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If, if if they don't like it, okay. They're, you have nothing to prove. That's what you need to know. There's nothing to prove. Right. And that's where we get in trouble. we got to argue with someone and prove that we're right and they're wrong. Then right away you go back into the illusion because now mm-hmm. you're taking part in the stage play, the drama, and... Um, mm-hmm that's where things start to go crazy again. Right. So so each person is spirit, is God, whatever you want to call it, um, source, and you never left home. And so everyone has the ability to connect within. And so... We want to help people do that, To um, And meditating is a great way to do that. Prayer, anything do you want to that define, you can do. Do you want to define, you, you know, because meditation does have different um, definitions. I mean, some people, you know, do see it as emptying your mind. Well, mm-hmm. you do want to empty your mind, but you want to make sure that it's also filled with love, I mean, mm-hmm. and peace and joy so it's not you will hear people saying just get empty and maybe even you hear a buddhist or whatever talking about emptying and but they're emptying so the presence can appear you know the presence Mm -hmm. of god they're not saying that um so that's not your language then don't be a buddhist (laughs) you know just be who you are and what you can um, tolerate as far as understanding. But meditation, like for me, meditation used to be, um, you know, prayer. That was meditation. But it was a separation at the time I'm praying. Unlike now, it's it's an all-day connection, you know. So mm-hmm. quiet time in the morning just means getting ready for the day. Call. We have a caller. So okay, great. So number starts with 858 I'm going to open your mic. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Hi. Hi, who am I speaking to? Oh, my name is Anne. I'm sorry, I I didn't understand, so we need to call and share our miracle story, right? Yeah. Well, i sorry, I misunderstand. I didn't read the whole thing, and I thought it just, uh, no. Well, I do not have a miracle story in other words. You way. can ask a question, Anne, or you can, do you have a comment? Do you have anything you want to share? Well, question, uh, so you mean that you can use your intuition to ask, uh, to answer my question? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm looking for, for a long-term partner, like a love relationship that will last. And for some reason, you know, I had so much hopes for this year, it's been two months, one obstacle after another, one obstacle after another. I cannot even socialize. So do you see that things will improve and I will be able to socialize more and just put some energy to meet this nice person? Do you want to, share, uh, do you want to respond, Deb, first? Sure. I think that what we like to do is to get you in touch with yourself and and to start listening to what your highest part of you is saying 
to you about relationships. So do you ever do anything like that? Do you ever sit quiet and allow yourself to be led inside? I think so, yes. I, I just, again, I had le- really good uh, intention to socialize more, to reconnect with people. And in the last two months, I only had obstacles, like personal life obstacles. It's just something happens, something came up that prevents me from doing things that I want to do to meet the right person. Mm-hmm. And and are those obstacles things that typically happen, or are they unusual? No, no, they're just like it was an injury just recently, and now I, have, I need to have a surgery for that injury. So things just happened that I didn't expect to happen. Yeah, do you see those as, um, you know, uh, just like coincidences or just getting things getting in the way of you getting what yes, you want? Yes, getting in the way. That's exactly the term. So okay. I plan to start the year and maybe a different life and socialize more and put more intention to meet this nice person. And now these things are just getting in the way that I don't know. It just It's not happening because I cannot even do things that I want to do. Are you still in need of, um, you're still in some kind of um, healing mode? You're, you're still in problem with your injuries? I am waiting for the surgery, and after that probably will be another month of recovery, something right. that I didn't even expect. And what if you use this time in a way to begin, you know, dreaming within? In other words, getting in touch with the best of you. The best of you, Anne, because I'm, I mean, I could make up a lot of stories. I could say, well, this is great. Now you're able to spend that time really making sure that you are the best you because we know energy does attract other energy. So like attracts like. If you want the best, you know, relationship partner to enjoy life with, you want to be the best you, right? Yes. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you can really love yourself and the love that is in you and raise that frequency, can you? What do you imagine might happen if you're able to do that and use this time, you know, before the surgery and after the surgery to, um, well, we could say rehabilitate yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally. In every way, so you're so you're like this integrated being. Imagine how that would be after you were able to do that. Well, honestly, I also believe in destiny, and I believe that things probably not meant to be. Probably, that's for some reason. You know, we hope for something to happen. We really want this happen, and life throws things that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So the destiny would mean that now you're not going to get your dream of this great relationship? Is that what no, you're saying? No, because I'm not able to socialize. I'm not able to go out. I'm not able. I'm concentrating on something else, on, on recovery, right. on something physical. Okay. So my thoughts are not on this person, are not on our future. They're just on my injury. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Anne, can you do me a favor? Can you just take a couple of really deep breaths right now? 
And I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to put your hand on your heart. And I want you to ask inside yourself, what is my focus right now? What what should I be focusing on? And I want you to tell me what floats up for you. I don't feel much. I don't know. You don't feel much? No. You're not hearing anything? No. I don't have this ability. I wish I could. <laughs> well, well, we all do have this ability, and it is something that would be really good for you to practice because sometimes we long for things, and they're not happening in our time that we really want it. You want to manifest it now. Um, But there's a reason why things are not manifesting at this time, because I think what happens, and it's sort of like what Susan's talking about, is this is the time for your recovery to go inside of you. And, you know, she talked about you uh, learning how to be the best you, but this is an opportunity for you to really connect inside with um with whatever you believe, spirit or God or um, your divine self, your higher self, and connect with that part of you and let it fill you because it will fill you with all the love that you are looking for um, through somebody else right now. And, And this needs to be filled through you so that it's not such a, a need. So that when you find somebody, it won't be out of a need. It will be because because it's right, because it's a want. Um, but this is such a great opportunity for you to go inside. And you can take what I just asked you to do and practice that um, and say, what what is it that I should be focusing on? And, and it, this recovery time is important, like Susan said, for you to connect to you. And and all the answers that you are looking for are within yourself. Everybody has the answers to everything about their life in their self. And, you know, I use the term God to talk about unconditional love. And God wants to be there for you and help you understand what your life is about. And, and you know, um, Anne, would you be um, interested in, Deb and I, you know, praying with you, praying a miracle blessing over you that your time now and through the surgery would be amazing, would be your miracle story, and out of that, that you would be able to see that this was the very experience that you needed to go through before you met that partner of your dreams because meeting yourself through this your true self your your the love in you the divine in you you're going to want that hand of healing going through this with you correct yeah mhm mhm so would you like us to help sometimes i with my clients i'll pray and i'll say you know i'll i'll be in that gap holding that space as well because we get to do that when we love one another because we're all connected. So would you be interested that we're praying with you 
Yes, please, if you could, that would be very nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, great. Oh, God, we just do thank you so much for opportunity to meet Anne, to connect with her, and we feel your presence right here with us as though we're all in the very same room because the truth is we are. And just thank you for Anne. Thank you for her life. And, again, ahead of time, we thank you and we agree on her healing and um, the best hands, the best surgeon's hands, the best hands that are being held by your hands as she goes through this and that she would feel your presence moment to moment inch by inch, and as she comes through that surgery beautifully, that she would also then wake up in this amazing light that she would feel peaceful and calm and know not only has her intention for the year of having a partner in a human form, that she's met you, the love of her life, in ways that she never could have before. So first you coming awake inside of her and her awakening into the you that she is, and then uh, she meets also this uh, beautiful um, being that you have destined or she wouldn't have that dream for herself. Mm -hmm. So we just give that all uh, the anticipated glory and excitement ahead of time. Debbie, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I just wanted to. Envi- I want you to envision yourself being blessed with a beautiful blanket of healing love and healing light, and that you carry that around with you as you go for your surgery and your recovery, knowing that you are you are guided and you are surrounded by divine love, and you will be guided to. Um, to your happiness for what is in your highest good. God bless you. God bless you, you. Anne. When is, when is the date of your surgery? Uh, they're scheduling probably tomorrow for this week, and it's been a delay, so I'm just I'm hoping that things will move faster. All right. Well, we, we hope that too, and you stay in that oneness with that pure love that's been, uh, you know, blanketing you, okay? Oh, thank you so much, ladies. Many blessings to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. We have another caller that starts with 559, and I'm going to open your phone line. Hi, who am I speaking with? Hi, you're speaking with Evelyn. It's Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, ladies. Hi, nice to meet you. What can we help you with? I know the show's about healing, and thankfully, um, I think I'm pretty healthy. I I would say I'm pretty healthy. However, lately, um, I think I'm just overthinking and want to know what you ladies would recommend for the overthinking about, you know, honestly, things that make no sense, just over-worrying. Can you give an example, Evelyn, just a small example? Like, I'll give an example. Um, I went to my brother's yesterday and he had a Mancala game that has marbles, and his two-year-old son was, you know, nearby. I made sure that all the marbles were picked up, but then in the back of my mind, I was like, what if I left one behind? What if the baby gets it? What if he chokes it? Oh, my gosh, it's going to be my fault. A little obsessive and a little bit overthinking, which is not normal. When I had already made sure I had picked up everything, 
you know, because it's a baby, but in the back of my mind, it was still in my mind, and I made sure my brother knew, hey, make sure, take a double check, make sure that there's no pieces left on the on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now, wait, did you let that in? Little, did you think you were crazy? No, it's just a little obsessive and a little ridiculous, but I don't seem to be able to control it. Mm-hmm. And it's normal. You are yeah, normal. You that wasn't normal. That is normal. However, that is totally normal because that's your okay. ego. That okay. is the ego talking. Once you get you, yeah, we call that anxiety in the trade, in the psychological trade. That's that's a classic uh, generalized anxiety, and that mind will overthink, will overrace, and once it's like a train wreck, it's just on that track, and it's just going to go and go and go. And notice how the story, like, you are you know, you're great at continuing the fear story of, well, then if that yes. happens, then what if that happens, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yes I did not realize it was anxiety. That is the ego. And, and, and it is anxiety. Know. It is definitely. Yeah. Oh, so I did not the know The cure that. for anxiety. I got the script. Are you ready? Are you ready? Definitely. Yeah, everyone goes, oh, uh, you know, I'm always, promoting you know love as the, as the cure for anxiety because when we we have these two tracks and there is a race on and if we let our mind race down that track of fear there is no end to that if we let it race down the track of love there is no end to that so the first thing think of it like four uh basic um steps the first thing is to trust love in other words, you see this mm-hmm. thing that could go uh, terrible with your and you know. By the way, Evelyn, I may, I see the great nurture in you. You you really love people, and you don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. Exactly, right? that's true. So okay. I'm too much about everyone. I can see that though, but that's a good heart. So we want to start mm-hmm. building with that. And instead of building in, the, you have a built-in appliance called love. You want to build from love, and you want to start with, just like we did with our prayer with our last call, we're starting with okay. the prayer that claims everything is going to be great as far as love goes. Love is blanketing this, you know. So you pray with thanksgiving, and you see that it's going to turn out well. So if your mind starts hijacking into this fear track, you take these deep breaths that Debbie had a hand do, you breathe. You go, i got to recenter. That that whole breath that is so important, it seems silly, but it, but you're shallow breathing when you're anxious, and you're not, you're not pulling in clear air. You're pulling in. You're sucking terrible wind, <laughs> you know. You're sucking on those fear electrons, that fear energy. You want to pull in love energy that produces the outcome you want. You don't want a bad outcome. You don't want that baby or that little kid to get hurt. You don't want anybody to get hurt. So you want to pull from the energy of love and put your faith in that. Are you with me so far, Evelyn? Yes, I'm listening to you. I'm trying to do the breathing. Thank you. It's just I never really thought it was inviting you until you mentioned it. So I'm still kind of like, Wow. Yeah, and you have that power. That's that God power. When you align with the love of God, you're aligning already because you don't want anything bad to happen to that baby, neither does God. 
So basically, you are already aligned heart to heart. Now you want to get breath to breath. You you pull from in, infinite breath. Okay, mm-hmm. Debbie, all over to you. Yeah, um, Evelyn, tell me about the little girl inside of you who feels responsible for everybody. I've always been the little girl that's been responsible for everybody. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm the mom, and my parents are my children. Yes. How how old were you when that started? Probably seven or eight. Okay. So what is happening is that that little precious part of you, that little girl, is calling for love from you. You we have to learn. This is um, inner child work. So it would be you learning how to be a, a loving mother to that part of you. It's like if you can imagine that that little girl is sitting on your lap, your little seven, eight-year-old self, and what would you be doing putting your arms around her and telling her that she's okay, that she didn't do anything wrong, that you picked up all of the marbles and that everybody is fine and that you're so loving and that, but you're not responsible for everything and everybody and that you're going to take care of her so she doesn't have to worry so much. So every feeling that you have coming up inside of you is a cry for love and it is a part of you that needs attended to. And so maybe you can spend time, I don't know if you know what guided imagery is, you just kind of visualize your seven, eight-year-old self, maybe you have a picture of yourself, and and just sit her on your lap. Imagine she's sitting on your lap, and you're just bringing all this love to her. And you never tell her that she's wrong, you just tell her that you understand how she's feeling and why she's feeling that way. And let her talk to you because she will tell you all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm sure if you keep a pad and a pen around and you really get a dialogue listening to yourself, you wouldn't believe what she would tell you. She has a lot of healing to do. You have a lot of healing to do with that part of yourself so you can integrate it. Does that make sense to you? Wow. And and bring in your higher your angels or your um, Jesus into that visualization. Sometimes with my clients, when we do inner child work, if they have this um, you know belief um, you know available to them, which hopefully you do, because we all do, you bring in whatever divine source you feel comfortable into that visualization, and you see that you're all being held as the children of of God that are deeply loved. That way it's you drawing from source nurture again to love yourself and bring that little girl up to date and how much she's loved. Mhm. So Thank you. Not, yeah. You have a question pregnant. about that? No, I I'm honestly I'm just in awe. I just I'm so relieved and thankful that I called now there's an answer to my I think you know, I just I'm just glad that I'm normal and I'm glad to find out that it's anxiety and now that I realize that it stems from my childhood it makes a lot of sense because um I've always felt a little bit of incomplete. Um I've always done things right, 
because I felt like that's the way to do things. Um, like I said, I've always felt like the parent, even as a young teenager, I never really, everybody's like, oh, Evelyn's the motherly one. She's the one that mama had. And, you know, things like that do bother me because I didn't want to be perceived as that, but it is who I am. <laughs> and love <laughs> that. You are that. But you will need good boundaries because everybody will want a piece of you and they will love <laughs> They will want you to be. Deb and I both have that same background, so we're really familiar with being the child parent. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a tough road until you wake up to, oh, my gosh, that's just energy that, you know, I'm carrying from the past that makes mm-hmm. me feel like I need to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you will be helping others, but you'll be doing it, you know, in a way that's um, not making you anxious with that that mind. Mm-hmm. You're You're just... You're just fine. So thank you so much. What a pleasure to have you call in. Yes. No, and I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. you definitely you made have, my day. You don't realize Yeah. That. Well, you've um, made ours, too. And your question helped a lot of people. So other people know that are listening that there's nothing wrong with them either. It's just a cry for love from inside because we've been all programmed um, for different things, and, and, and they're more similar than not. And so you are programmed to be responsible for other people, and that's not who God programmed you for. You are programmed to love yourself, and then once you are able to be that great parent to yourself, you won't believe what kind of love comes out of you um, to love other people, not have to do things for other people. Or be responsible for them. Yeah. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. free. You're free, Evelyn. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you. Have a wonderful night. You too. Evelyn, you. What a great caller, too. That was a great call. Now, you know, we're down to four minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we got, is this a call to action to mean that we're going to do this again? I love tonight. Did you love it? Yeah. Um, we've been looking forward to getting some callers. And, <coughs> excuse me. And so, you know, those were two great calls so that other people can get some ideas of what they could do if they have questions about things. And so, um, you know, we will be doing this show every other Thursday. And the next one, I believe, is is it March 8th? And, yeah, I think the next one will be March 8th. And so we'd love to hear from everyone. And I don't know if we really got into healing, but I think we talked about it a little bit. Well, the last call was a real example of healing. Well, even Anne's call where, you know, she's going to go into surgery, different type of healing. She's going to be healed through, you know, the medical practice. And now she has that consciousness with her, the awareness that she's taking. So I I feel those were both examples of different kinds of healing, you know, Mm -hmm. physical and that emotional. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that people have tools to use um, to... As they move through the illusion. (laughs) Yeah, move through the illusion, because that's all the drama that our ego creates is it gets you all, oh, my God, you know, and this and that, and people are going to get mad at you, and I'm mad at this one, and it's all the drama that is just 
infused by energetic infusion of illusion. And so we want to um, stop feeding that and know that what's my ego voice? If it's judgmental, if it's negative, it's just thoughtless, random junk that you hear in your head, you just, you just go, okay, I, I don't need to take that to heart and I don't need to listen to it. But if there are feelings and worries, then um, those are coming from other parts of yourself that need to be healed, that are begging for your attention, um, that we separated from, that we, you know, that we stop paying attention to. So it's all about learning how to bring love to all parts of you. And, and peace and joy. Notice how both of those ladies returned to peace. They came mm-hmm. in really in some kind of an energy that wasn't peaceful. They were, you know, in, they weren't off the wall. Obviously, they were great ladies, but they were not in peace. And That's once right. we, they returned to peace. Yes. Amazing. And, and- The divine will always return you to peace. So if nothing else, pray. And (laughs) just keep praying for peace and contentment and invite God or spirit or angels into your heart. Open your heart and ask for healing. And then you will be surprised what will happen. You will be restored. Watch for the miracles. They will be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Deb. You're welcome. So I, let's see, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you while I'm trying to plug my earphones back in? Okay, I can be reached at, um, you know, Holy Spirit or HolyGramSpirit.com, which is my, uh, there's a uh, blog on there and there's some other things on that website and talks about my book, Mercher. Um, or you can go to my counseling website, LifeHouseRestoration.com. So I'm always willing to take any, um, you know, comments or anything from those two places. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me. I am so grateful for you to be my partner in uh, carrying out this divine project. I am so blessed and honored to do this with you, Susan. It is, um, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, when in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You are being listened to and heard throughout the universe, and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven. I love you, and God bless you. Good night. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.